Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, it's Jeff Horn. You're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of 365 Days of Sport, the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's episode 149, we're one short of the magical 150. This is your weekly rambling through the oft and on gregarious nature of sports, Rob, and I'm talking gregarious for a reason. What's the gregariousness about? Well, I think well, I think we know where we're headed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we heard from Jeff Horn there just a second ago. It reminded me of a great boxing challenge I partook in once upon oh, a time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, partially my own journey, but also as, as part of Entertainment Plus for the 365 Days of Sport podcast. And this year, obviously, the beef man's decided to step up to the plate, and he entered the Tasmanian penny farthing national, national Australian Australian national penny farthing race taking place uh, just near Launceston, Tasmania. Yep. And he was quite confident of turning up, having never ridden one before, have a day's practice on the Friday, yep. and then go and smash it out on the Saturday. Beefy. The people are waiting. Well, they, most will probably already know. Most probably but know, just, yeah. how did you go, mate? How did you go? I didn't make it to the race, Rob. No. I got down there on the Friday, got yep. on the penny farthing. It's a long way up. Yep. So that, that, that so far, it's all going to plan. It was all going to plan. Yeah, you, you got there. I got there. Yep. I met the guy I was meant to meet. Yep. He showed me the bike. Yep. I got any, on Any the... verbal tips before you jumped Yeah, quite a few. It? We had a few yep. verbal tips, yeah. yeah. This is how you yep. do it. And you, 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 did you express some of your YouTube learnings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I've been watching and, YouTube. And did he agree that you're, you were on the right path? Uh, I don't think he realised how much YouTube I'd seen. Okay. But yeah, he showed me how to get on. And then as soon as I got on, he said, just keep going. Okay. And then go around the block a couple of times. Yeah. Now, how'd that, how'd that go? Yeah, the, yep. around oh, the block about, a couple about, of times about went, went okay. The first time I turned left, mm. he didn't tell me this wheel turns between your legs. Now, it's not an inflatable tyre. It's a rock-hard, uh, like, forklift tyre. The wheel rock. turns, so the wheel that you're sitting on is the wheel that turns. Yeah, you sit on the frame, but the frame obviously sits right above the big wheel, and that turns. Now, where do you think the big wheel hits as soon as you turn to you're go around a corner? Inside of your knee. Inside of your thighs. Ah. Right up round. Oh, the actual tyre thing itself. Yeah. So, like, full-blown chaffage. full Blown chafed rod by by the by the gnawing of a rubber tire, <laughs> yeah, a, a firm now, rubber tire. That was the first thing that said to me. So oh, it would be, be like an, an alligator tail rubbing harshly between your legs. I've not had an alligator tail yeah. between my legs, but uh, something hard and rubbery. Yeah, rough and rubbery. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would that would be the equivalent. Okay, uh, so that uh, was, was the, that, that was your first warning. That was the first surprise. Yeah, on the inside of my thigh, as soon as I turned yeah. left, I I got rubber burn. Mm-hmm. To the inside of my thigh. So that's the first thing. Anyway, uh, it's a bit wobbly up there. Mm. Uh, I, I, that was my first thing I said. Uh, it's very high up there. It, it's high it's and wobbly. So, uh, and yeah. obviously it's direct drive. So as soon as you flinch the wheel, it kind of jerks mm-hmm. one way or the other. No brakes on these penny farthings, mm-hmm. by the way. So you can't brake and stop. Anyway, if you so, did so, stop. So, so how the race you in was pending. Yes. How long was that? 800 metres. Okay. Two laps of the Evandale circuit. Right. Okay, so you've done your two anyway, laps around so the block. Anyway, so I did my two practice laps around the block. You've had your thigh chafage. I've had thigh chafage. I've got to grips with the penny farthing. I'm thinking, okay. Now, I try to get off the first time. Getting off is the reverse of getting on, Rob, allegedly. Okay. Now, it's like getting off a roof onto a ladder. You know, when you ca- you can't quite feel the rungs yeah, yeah, with yeah. your feet? Okay. That's kind of yeah, how I you get, get off. Yeah, right. yeah, so yeah. you kind of perched on this machine feeling for the peg and you've got a certain amount of time to find it exactly otherwise you're just going to keel over sideways you didn't look for a wall to hold on to Uh, there wasn't really an available wall okay so i tried to do it properly and i was going a little bit quick i jumped off i could have let the bike slow down a little bit i jumped off a bit quick anyway i had to sprint i let the bike fall over now that may just be a minor detail of the real story here by the way i'm Mm. just letting you know anyway Mm. 
So I get back on the penny farm and do it perfectly, apparently. Right. Oh, you've done that well, the comment was. Yeah. So toddled off, did another couple of laps, ran the block. Mm-hmm. So we decided, so I asked a couple of questions about how do you go about the circuit? Is it all right turns? Because I was only doing left turns at the time. Mm. They said, oh, there is one left turn. But he said, come on, let's go and do a lap of the circuit. All righty. Anyway, so I'm flying. I'm going down to the circuit and actually going okay. I'm thinking, Mm. "Mm, okay. I'm Mm -hmm. still a bit nervous though. Yeah. So go out into the road. There's cars everywhere, by the way. And I'm very wary about plowing into a car. Yeah, don't don't crash into a car. On a very, very wary. It's going to go bad. Anyway, so we'll go around the circuit. Are people tooting their horns? Going, Look at this. Yeah, well, there's plenty farthings in Evendale all yeah, over the place. And right. people are coming from all over the world sure. to compete. And so there's penny farthings in the streets, so in the pubs. There's, there's a spirit of an event. There is a uh, spirit, Rob. That's exactly right. There's a and spirit. It's, uh, the atmosphere of an occasion, the anticipation yep. is there. It's and going off. Okay. Anyway, so we do a lap of the circuit and we say, okay, I was thinking, I've negotiated. There's a, there's a hairpin turn there that's quite tight. Hairpin. Yeah. On a penny. Yeah. That sounds tough. So there's a bit of barrel racing involved. A lot of barrel racing, yeah. yeah. So I've gone around that, I've negotiated that. Mm. And uh, so we've done a lap on a nip up, and then I do a U turn in the in the street. Yeah. And he was quite impressed by that, the uh, Jeff. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I'm thinking, okay. I'm, I'm I might be all right with this. I'm not going too bad. So anyway, we go. So he said, we'll go back. Uh, we'll probably do a few tips, practice getting on and off again. No yeah. worries. So I'm going up the street, and I'm actually going quite fast. I'm keeping up with Jeff, who's national champion on yeah. numerous occasions yeah. and all yeah. this. Bang, bang, bang. And then. And then, yeah. so I'm, I'm going at quite a clip for, yeah, for the yeah. beefster. Yeah, yeah. So I'm leaning on the bike. Now, the handlebars of these things are old school. Bit wobble, a bit uh, curvature Yeah. So your knees can go... Curvaceous. Curvaceous. So your knees can go in the upward curve, so they, they've got a gap. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm leaning on, I'm pedaling mm-hmm. along quite, quite fast. Yeah. The There are two-piece handlebar. They're not like a mountain bike or a racer, which are one piece. Right, oh, they, so they separate so in the middle. So they're separated, they're yeah, okay. at the T-join. The left-hand side of the handlebar oh. shears off it wasn't even bent all the it, way off it literally sheared off in my hand oh no so I'm leaning on so so hang on the bar the whole bar of the left hand side has come uh, adjoined snapped disjoined snapped sheared off Rob oh jeepers so as my left hand's gone down mm. my right hand's got the thing so my right hand's pulled the steering wheel at uh, the well the, the front wheel to the right yeah so I've just gone oh dark. no at Pace! At Rob. pace! At pace, Rob! What and a disaster! Let's mention it again. Mm. You're sitting yeah. six, anything between well six and eight foot in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I've come, I've just gone down. Uh, and it's a shock. It's not one of these things that, oh, I'm going to fall, I'm a bit wobbly, I'm expecting it. It's yeah. now, I'm bang on the tarmac. But here's the strange thing, because Jeff's on my inside, on my right side. Yeah. My head has gone into his front wheel. Oh, you know if you did put you have a helmet on? Yeah, I did. Have yeah, a, mate. Safety, uh, safety, community service announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always, always wear a helmet when you're riding bikes because yeah. even if you're going, I would say particularly hour, a penny farthing. Oh, any bike. No joke. This helmet has saved me from disfigurement. Right. So my head's got into the spokes of the his bike. Jeepers. And you know, man, you put a playing card in the front wheel and you go. Yeah. That's what my head sounded like as the spokes mm. uh, hit the top of my helmet. Oh, man. Anyway, so that's so I've gone into the front wheel. My shoulders basically hit the tarmac. Yeah. And I've got my arm kind of out, and I've hit the inside of my arm. Luckily, not luckily, lucky not to dislocate it with yeah. my shoulders, yeah, especially. Sure. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I've smashed the inside of my upper arm on the cut tarmac. Yeah. My knee's taken a pounding, my hip's taken a uh, pounding, and oh. my thigh as well, dead leg yeah. central. So yeah. I've hit there. Yeah, I've hit the tarmac hard. I, I genuinely thought I broke my upper arm because it was that painful. Yeah. And obviously, you've, I've showed you the yeah, bruising a, and everything else, and the gash, bruise. the gash in the in the arm. But that didn't bleed too much. It was the knee that bled a lot. It, the gash looks not unlike the piece of metal, looks like a boomerang. That, the, the piece of metal that punctured the wheel of the Concorde jet, which then flung up into the wing, causing the flames to burst in the Concorde that wow, crashed. I did not very know similar that. gash. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so got up. Wheeled the bike. I've walked back the 500 yards back to the house and mm. we've iced. And I'm feeling, I'm not feeling too bad. I'm feeling sore. Yeah. Like you would if you fall. And the guy must foot. be profusely apologising. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, not too bad. I think I'm getting over it. Yeah. Uh, go to the dinner. Yeah. Meet a few people from all around Australia. Yep. It's great. Who's and, repairing your bike? Well, Jeff actually yep. had 
bits and pieces around so he's kind of put it back together again put bits in so finish the dinner we go back to launceston yep and i spend all night vomiting profusely oh jesus Uh, and And you're not drinking no drinking for no drinking involved no um and felt horrendously ill yeah so i actually went to hospital yeah to get checked out and they put me through every bloody test under the sun yeah i had ct scans mris yeah everything they did they did clear me. They thought at one stage could have tenderness around kind of the hip area. Mm. They thought I'd Rupture had a kidney. spleen. Yeah, yeah right. so they did check me out. And, yeah, it was just a kind of bit of shock, I guess, delayed reaction of uh, not really concussion. I no throwback really to the appendix? No, no throwback to the appendix or anything yeah. like that. But uh, Saturday morning when I was going for the race, no, uh, it was not an option, unfortunately. No, no. Gosh. Pre- like... I, I mean, I because I, I've, I've intentionally not asked for the details because yep. I wanted to hear it for, uh, over the microphone. And I, I never for one second assumed it would be mechanical fault. And, ah, right. And not your fault. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a lot of faith in you, Beefy. No, it wasn't... No. Uh, it, it wasn't my... It wasn't my fault. Now... There is a ten percent chance it probably was my fault because when I mentioned about dropping the bike, yeah, when I first stopped, that may have loosened. That, that may bike. have created. But oh, I see. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. he's saying it's these bikes are ancient, Rob. They're not new. No. Um. So they they have been worn down. You know, mechanical issues may occur. Mm. Well, what's what's ironic is that as I did to make a not very sympathetic comment on Facebook yeah. is at least I actually got into In the, the ring. ring. Yeah, yeah. And I, after a round and a half and technical knockout, actually came off a much, much better state. <laughs> Yeah, than, than you who did not to take part in the race. Get in the race, yeah. Oh, I really wasn't sore at all. So I said at the dinner, I said the goal was <laughs> I was just exhausted. The goal was to get on the bike safely, get around the track safely, and finish, and prep, and possibly even beat someone. Mm-hmm. Would I have beaten someone? Now, the guy in my race who's never allegedly ridden a penny farthing before, never mm. raced before, mm. he got to the final of the national championships. So that right. was a bit of a piss take. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's a by the by. I think I may have beaten someone because okay. I was. I was getting there. Yeah. Now, whether I could get off the bike safely, I'm, I'm still not sure. Yeah. But anyway, it was, uh, yeah, uh, that was the goal. I yeah. haven't ruled out doing this again. But you want to make sure you have a mechanical check. <laughs> or the, but surely the trauma, the post-traumatic stress must linger. Yeah, it does. I mean, a at, at a rate of knots falling from that height onto conk... Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I, My assumption was that on training day, yeah. you were just so bad <laughs> that you just fell off like 18 times. And slowly but surely, just like too many bumps, bruised too many, uh, and right. it was a cumulative yeah. sort of disastrous effort, as opposed to one horrific incident. One horrific, not incident, really yeah. your fault. In the end, wasn't my fault at all. And uh, well, that's very tough luck. Yeah, and it was. Um, it wasn't the place to be Friday night in Launceston General. Yeah, the worst thing was I've been saying all along, you know, about mm. you know falling from a great height. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about this. I think there'd be a bed reserved for me in the hospital, and but it was. Yeah. So I, I genuinely wasn't very well. And yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make you all a bit queasy now. The vomit. Oh, oh gosh. my word! Oh, it must have been emptied. Oh, totally. Yeah, so just bile time, I, was I've it? Never, I've never vomited that violently. And, and got to the the bile stuff. Yeah, well, there was nothing left. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I had that with a whooping cough. The force. The force that this stuff came out. Power. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> like I, I said to Claire, like there, I said I, I wouldn't usually do this, but I think we're gonna have to go to hospital. Yeah. Because um, I was, I was genuinely worried about something had happened. Yeah. Like, well, if you get, once you get to that point, it's the it's concussion internal. Well, we, we're concussion all and internal. Yeah. You know, we're all worried about concussion nowadays. Bangs on the head. And I, to be honest, I didn't think I got banged on the head. I know I put my head in the guy's bike wheel. Yeah. But there's but, no blackout or, or. Well, who knows? See, you don't yeah. know these things. I'm a, I could have bounced. No, I'm a big fella. I could have well bounced. Mm. But um, there was only a, there was a tiny. We didn't really see it at first. There was a tiny kind of punk, not puncture mark, but a dent mark in the helmet. Okay. So I did get hit. Yeah. Uh, but there was no scrapes and scratches on the helmet. So, okay. uh, yeah, so it wasn't... I didn't think it was a concussion, but you, you don't know. Cause you, yeah. You, it, was Claire there to witness your fall? She was at the other end of the street. Okay. She And the worst thing was she was just about to get the camera out to film me driving, riding triumphantly oh. back to the house as I'd just completed this training ride and right. stuff. So, yeah, unfortunately, it was a bit too far away. All the real action wasn't, wasn't captured. Oh, it would have been spectacular. I can just... I mean, the... 
be falling from that height, the impact into somebody else, the impact into, would be significant. Uh, yeah. Well, you can see. So what did he, did he, he get knocked off at all? He, well, he, I he haven't just, really asked him to be honest. I'm not sure whether he did. He I, must it, have got a hell of a shot. I think he did. Like cruising along, and then just sit here in yeah, this yeah. fracas, smash bash behind into him. him, into yeah. him. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, yeah, he must have, must have. But the strange thing is, he rode that bike in some of the races. As well, okay. One instance, the handlebar fell off again. Gosh! And in one instance, somebody else was riding the bike and the pedal fell off. Okay. So if that had happened to me, I would have just wiped out big time. Right, right. Uh, just saying, uh, the Evandale Penny Farthing National Championships is a great day. Yeah, you got to go and experience it because it, yeah. it is old school and it's uh, very, a lot of fun. One a lot guy of pub action load of pub action yeah. yeah one guy did massively wipe out in okay. the slalom race so ah. they put these uh, traffic cones out and the back end of the bike flicked the corner of the uh, rubber base mm. and you can imagine the center of gravity for the penny farthing isn't great so if the back well, it's not flips, very wide not not wide at no. all so if the back flips up a little bit you you have a tendency for your body to move forward so as soon as your body moves forward yeah. The whole centre of gravity tilts forward, so it okay. basically throws you out, bucking Bronco style. Right, right. So you go over the front and you basically land on your face. Okay. And he did go over and land on his head. Yeah. He got up and he was okay, he was but right. he rode his bike off, basically. So. Okay. The, the bloke who's the national champ that you yep. met there, uh, is he like, does he vouch for the penny farthing? Oh, as, I, as they a, love he, it. He absolutely loves it. Oh, he, they he, doesn't, he doesn't it. ride regular bikes at oh, all. Oh, no, he does. Yeah. He does, but, but, he, he's like, but they this, love this it. This is the one. I think they like, it's like uh, back to Base. It's like driving a manual, Rob. Okay, you know, you, I got a manual at, right you're now. You're at one with nature. Yeah, right. Like it's how it should have been done. But in it's the first the, place. it's. I think it's just the big high view. Uh, yeah, it's that. I think the fact that he's got no brakes and you. You, you you don't free you can't freewheel on these by the way. But then how do you, you stop have, if there's no brakes? You so kind of are you allowed to drive them in traffic? That's a great question. Probably not. No, because you can't you can't stabilize yourself unless you're holding on to something. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I, don't, I haven't really thought about that. Mm. Um, I, I can't imagine that. I would say no. Imagine you'd be on that and a big truck goes flying past. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, they do a twenty k, a twenty mile race on the Sunday. Yeah, that's right. So it's like ten mile out and ten mile back. Uh, apparently, there is a hundred k race as well. I believe. Oh, pain. but you have to keep pedaling. There's no freewheeling. So even if you're going downhill, you still got to pedal because your oh, pedal arms right. are fixed. There's no it's, cruise. No, there's a. It's a fixed or what they call in Australia fixie mide. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep pedaling. So even if you slow down, the only way to slow down is to slow your pedal motion. Oh, yeah, I, used to, I used to love the glide downhill. That was yeah, that, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's not for, not for, if you're a fan of the cycling roll off, you, you're not going to uh, be into the. You penny can't farthing. take the penny farthing to no. the cycling roll off. It's not going to not going to help. Fact, that would be extreme sports. Imagine the penny farthing <laughs> com- combined with the roll off. Well, you could actually, as long as your feet don't touch the pedals, I suppose. But mm. you actually steer with the pedals because it's how you you, you steer with your feet. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of an antithesis oh, of yeah, the deal. So yeah, your feet. Very interesting. Interesting. Wow, a, a weekend gone by. Yeah, another landmark. So and now for your next trick. Uh, yeah, haven't really haven't thought, thought about, about that at the minute. So um, yeah, the cricket draft. Yeah, the cricket draft or the World Cup. Did I tell you about this? What well, World Cup? Oh, oh! You did sort of. I think you might have touched on it. Okay, but so they, what are they doing? How are they formatting? You're currently in the Welsh Welsh team, aren't you? Uh, apparently so. Yeah, and this is all just driven by statistics. It is driven by statistics. So <laughs> at the minute, if I if Wales can get enough players together, mm. Florida. November, the World Cup. I wonder if I could... Oh, it's too late now. I wonder if I could try and make New Zealand team. That would yeah, be you're great. in. I'm hey, sure you're in. I'm in. Yeah, just do it. Why? I mean, Come it, it seems for, quite tough to play nom- for Wales. Just nominate for Wales. I'm not playing for Wales. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, but right. the problem I can't really bowl I don't think I can bowl anymore but well, I, I don't know yet this is, so I'd have to just this is my theory at the minute because uh, what's happened as well I'm just going to give you an update mm. two days after the uh, crash mm. and everything settling down is my shoulder has absolutely stiffened up stiffened so up completely I've given the ligaments a massive stretch yeah and my, the top of my ribs as well <laughs> where yeah, I've yeah, actually yeah. landed a start yeah. to play up so yeah. nasty but we'll talk about the World Cup later we'll, we'll look up some details but november oh, florida or oh, that'd be a good time i think so hey now the t- t20 oh, cricket world cup you're gonna on. talk about the oh you're t- talking about something else oh you're talking about new zealand and being india and the men's of course very don't soon, say of course very very second or you so, said that, oh, saying of course because you said that before the break i, I, I did say that before that. the break yes so new zealand managed um, to sneak by uh the world number one test team yeah, india well it was more, it wasn't really a sneak 
by 10 wickets. It was, so a, I was, it gonna, was, it was a shaming. In fact, the second innings only lasted 10 balls. Yeah. Or the fourth innings, I should say. So, uh, yeah, no, congratulations. Uh, bowling India out for the paltry 165 and 191. Didn't he even get past 200 in either innings? No. And then the Kiwis, the Black Caps, that you love to know them by. Yeah. Uh, 348 all out runs for Williamson, uh, Ross Taylor. Ross Taylor, Trent Bolton. Colin de Grand Holm, the well. Yeah, he had a good... Uh, Carl Jameson well. on debut yeah. and Trent Bolt at the end. Yeah. Carl Jameson, four sixes on debut. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, he was getting a bit of tonking going. In fact, he was sort of going for the half-century tonk, six-tonk, but he just... Um, oh, really? Okay. He just didn't quite get that one, so he got caught. In, so uh, where in are the they week. playing in Wellington? They're not playing at the Cape 10, obviously. Basin Reserve. Basin Reserve, Which I yeah. think has been out of action for a few years, but overhauling going on at the Basin right. Reserve. But um, it's good to see it back. It is uh, one of the better cricket grounds in New Zealand. Basin Reserve and Hagley Oval are the best two test grounds. Yeah, Christchurch, obviously Hagley, yeah. yeah. Um, here's my comment about this test. I haven't seen a ball of it. I didn't even know they won until uh, kind of, well, driving here. Uh, only one batsman, sorry, two batsmen in the entire test faced over 100 balls in their innings. This is the problem with test cricketers today. They don't want to grind out in innings. Yeah, well, we did seem to do a bit more grinding than they. Coley, they were quite aggressive. Yeah. They remind me of sort of how the Australia plays in England, or, or when they're going through the bad patch anyway. Okay. When um when they came out and they were kind of going for when you know when they got bowled out for fifty that time mm. they were just going crazy like right. not playing the conditions at all and it's very different conditions to India down in New Zealand so I mean pants and not dissimilar from England I'm often. just I'm just looking at pants uh, he was you know the six wicket down yeah I mean he's he's gone nineteen or fifty three but it one four one six and got run, got himself run out yeah that was pretty pretty poor effort I though. mean when you're uh, hundred and thirty that's in the first innings wasn't it yeah first innings yeah. And it was totally innocuous. You know, there was like nothing happening. <laughs> really? And they were coming back for a second. And wow. just on, on the throw, just bang, gotcha. Um, and, and then, uh, obviously, uh, Ashwin goes next ball because he yeah. got a first baller. And then, yeah. Yeah. obviously, you've gone from 132 for five. Yeah, I will say in the, seven. Um, in the second innings for India, there were three LBWs all given out that on review were all umpires call. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, they were hitting the stumps. They were hitting the stumps. <laughs> But uh, we got the rubber, the green, and that. Fair enough. Yeah, that's all right. So that's a good win for uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Considering... Well, we lost eight games in a row, officially, because we lost um, the uh, five tests against Australia, followed by the... No, sorry, the five... Three tests. The three tests, followed by the five T20s against India. Yep. And then we won all three one-dayers, and now we've won the first tests. Up and down. Hopefully the next... (laughs) uh, Well, significantly up and down. Yeah. So Uh, is this a... But the T20s... Oh. They were ridiculous. We gave, we gave, had them, yeah. three of them. Um, this series, is this uh, two tests, three tests, do we I know? I think it's two. Okay. Because then there's still one day against Australia to be, come after that. Yes, apparently so. So uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully we can get some sort of revenge mm. on them. So uh, you mentioned the uh, ICC World Women's 2020. Yep. So I'm just hoping New Zealand wins. Okay. So screw everyone else. We're playing India on Thursday. We, we knocked off the Lankies. Right. Yeah, we're playing at St Kilda Rover there, actually. Oh, you should nip that. Is that oh. A, oh, they haven't got lights there, have they? They want to start at three. Right. So, yeah, probably can't make that one, unfortunately. Mm. Um, do you want some uh, ACC Western Region 2020 news, Rob? I don't, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Is, is this Oman? Oh, man, they've just yeah. beaten the Maldives by 10 wickets. They knocked off the 129 they needed to require. In the a, Maldives have yeah. a team? <laughs> yes, they is, do. Is, isn't it just water and, and, <laughs> and huts? And huts, huts over the water. Yeah, where where have they got anything? I don't know, but uh, they've just lost old man. This is more ludicrous than the Jamaican (laughs) bobsled team and the Indian baseball pitches. Yes. Uh, um, um, that's it. It's, is it no, it's not April Fool's Day. It's no, not, not um, just about to start is uh, Bahrain versus Qatar, the big grudge match. Yeah, uh, and Iran versus Kuwait. Hey, did you hear that officially? You've just Iran have got a cricket team. Iran, yeah, that's all right. The Middle East <laughs> is taking off. It's taking off the Middle East. Oh, they're period. loving it. They're it's loving it. Just, India fielding across Pakistan, Bangladesh are on board. It's just gonna. Yeah. I, I honestly think it's gonna be a big game. I mean, Afghanistan's already going okay. Yeah. Uh, the UAE. We've seen the UAE plays Australia at the MCG. We did. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Um. By the way, Iran lost by nine wickets to Saudi Arabia yesterday. Okay. They, uh, they only got seventy-two for nine. I tell and you what, there's not going to be many boozy cricket games there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. The Saudis got their 73 in 33 balls. 
Oh, that's a bit of a, a tough a one, isn't hiding. it? Uh, the Maldives struggled to chase Bahrain's 186 for nine. They got uh, again 121. So uh, going off in uh, Al Amarat, that part of the world, fantastic. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, Malaysia beat Hong Kong. Good for Malaysian cricket. There. I think Malaysia's doing all right. They're not, uh, I mean, they know they know Nepal. They're clearly no Nepal. Yeah. Clearly no Nepal. Uh, I'll give you some other results if you want. Iran struggled again against UAE. <laughs> Got 61 and uh, UAE knocked them off again in 33 balls. Well, the, They're <laughs> loving it. Loving this. Well, the UAE were actually in the actual oh, World Cup. Oh, yeah. It's a number of times. Remember, yeah. I remember the uh, the Sultan who was playing for the UAE. What? He was in the team? Yeah. One of the shakes. One of the Sultans, yeah. Sultan. Uh, didn't, he came out to bat and refused to wear a helmet. Okay. And was it Wacker or Wazim? Scold him really, and he just got up. He just bounced off his head, and he just got up and carried on. Yeah, carried on. Nasa. Great bit of uh, work there. Are you wearing one in cricket these days? No, nah. of course not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother at that, that grade. No, no. I, I've I've never worn one, but I've never really had to face anyone really fast. They actually tried to bring out a rule that you had to wear a helmet. Oh, screw because that! Because one of our guys actually top edged into his own head. Well, that's a top edge. Yeah, it was a top edge. Exactly right. Mm. And uh, but no, I'm not wearing a helmet. If I get in the head, it's my own fault. Mm. You know, it's it's actually a rule now. For, I think it's junior cricket now. Junior cricket's under 18s, I, I, I would assume. That wicket keepers have to wear helmets. Uh, well, that actually, to me, even, makes sense. Even standing back. Have to, oh, that's okay. the well, that, rule. Well, have that, to wear no, helmets. Well, that makes no sense at all. That, it's, Sta- standing up, I think that's a good rule. Because yep. I've oh, once witnessed a, a ball get hooked into a keeper's teeth. And oh, he, the, they smashed I have pieces. no issues with keepers yeah. wearing helmets standing up. In mm. fact, I'm still in awe of keepers that don't that stand up to seamers that don't wear helmets. Just crazy. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it's too much happening. I mean, Badger obviously has lost a sight in one eye, but that was from a bale hitting him in the eye. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how why he had to retire. So uh, he was standing up. I can't remember who was bowling. And uh, yeah, flicked the bell straight into his eye. Lost a sign in his eye. Oh, He's geez. blind in one eye nowadays, Mark Badger. Yeah, crazy. It's not. It's not great. But yeah, I, I've got no issue with. Um, I remember Jake Lehman, Darren Lehman's son, was pulling. I think Seb Gotch or something in a Sheffieldshire game last season. I don't think it was this year. Left-hander, and he's hooked it around the corner, and he's he just kept going, and the bat smashes into Gotch's face. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it's not just the ball or bales yeah, or whatever. Well, it's, right. all, it's it's all sorts of stuff happening mm. up there. So mm. anyway, that's uh, that's by the by. So have you been watching the uh, ICC Women's World? I caught Cup? a bit of it on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I uh, just uh, well they played it in between the lunch break and the men's. In the, uh, in the okay, got yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I wasn't sure what was going on because I was watching the Australia, Australia, India sort of package. Right. Then I just saw the Australians collapsing in a heap. I was like, oh, is this is this recent? Is this just happening? And yeah, it was on the night before. And uh, yeah, Dav, she just she just rolled uh, three of them in an over, I think. Right. Uh, with her little, she's about five foot two. Oh, really? Yeah, Poonam Yadav doing a uh, little sort of off offy wrist spinner things. All right, okay. And uh, including Elise Perry came out first ball and is om- always looking ominous. And she she went charging down the pitch and yorked right. herself and got bowled. And boy, they were well up and about then the Indians. And uh, so they've, they've won two from two with. Knocked over Sri Lanka, got India on Thursday night right. at Junction Um Noble. I haven't... I, I'm very keen to see the Thailand women play. Okay. Uh, they obviously lost to the West Indies. I think they only got about 75 or something. The Windies knocked them off pretty easily. I'm very keen. Apparently, they're loving life over here. Do you reckon the West Indians might have a fast bowler? Oh, uh, well, let's I, hope so. Let's I, hope I, so. I, I want to see if some, at some point there's someone who can bowl over 120 consistently. I haven't seen enough of it. I, I flicked it on the other night. Who was playing? I actually saw a bit of the Kiwis, actually. Yeah. Um, whoever they were playing. Uh, Sri Lanka. I think the fastest ball ever in a women's quick game is 125. Okay. By a New Zealander. Right. I think she's passed them on. Okay. Oh, I, I need to have a look. Uh, but I she did kind see, of a weird slinging sort of action. I did see a bit of the uh, Sri Lankan bowlers to the Kiwis. There was one, one, uh, one of the girls was interesting. Yeah, she had a bit of a Malinga style okay. action early. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But see, the other thing as well, especially the subcontinental women, uh, they've got really small hands. Right. So as a rule, they've got small. Uh, they're just small. Pe- rule. They're small people. They're small people. But yeah. To bowl spin or anything, they're not going to get a lot of action on the not ball. Not all so. small people. It just doesn't mean they automatically have small hands. That's true, Rob. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. This is this is almost as vague a generalization as when I used to talk about Chinese people's heads <laughs> shaped like turnips. Yeah. 
Uh, at least I had almost... some reasoning. Well, know. I'm glad you do have reasoning. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... Uh... Speaking of Chinese, I'll oh. carry on. No, go on. No, I took on coronavirus head-on on Friday night. Wow. Went straight to Chinatown for a massive dumpling dinner. How, were there many people wearing masks? No one. Really? In nah, China? It's, no, it's no, not, not in China. In Chinatown. Yeah, no, it's not so. actually China. <laughs> the whole coronavirus... People go mental about this coronavirus. Yeah. There's only like 2,000 dead or something. Six, only, 60, just only? Yeah, but, six, but that's not much. That's how much we know, Rob. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is the... Yeah, this, yeah that's, that's the great slant the media yeah. has put on it. Could be 200 million. We don't know. They've, 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 or could already replicated a month ago. I'm just going to warn people. The, the cures are like six weeks away. If any, if anyone's getting any packaging out of China, remember the air in your bubble wrap is yeah. Chinese. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I that. actually just got a Samsung S7 phone cover yeah. delivered from, I think, from China. But it would have been, it's that older phone. Yeah. I can't imagine it's fresh off the production line. For the, uh, so it's probably been <laughs> but the bubble wrap is. for some time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm coronavirus free at this point. Aren't we? I'm hanging in there. Well, no, I was going to say, aren't we all? But clearly we're not. No. Uh, there's baboons on the loose in Sydney, Rob. Ah, uh, I thought that would happen eventually. Yeah, they, but yeah. they, uh, just an update, they've been recaptured after escaping... The, Dronga Zoo? Uh, the, no, the medical research facility at oh. an Australian hospital. It's out of a movie, Rob, this. No. And this happened today. They were coronavirus-infested baboons. <laughs> this is this is the funniest bit, actually. I probably should say infected rather than infested. Baboons that were on the loose after escaping a medical research facility in a Sydney hospital have been captured. A male baboon that was on its way to have a vasectomy... <laughs> Managed Whoa. to escape his transport with his two female companions. Well, he knew what was coming and, and he got ran out of amok there. at the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital campus. New yeah. South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard, oh yeah, Brad Hazard, told the Sydney Morning Herald the trio of baboons were arriving at the facility when the lock on their vehicle door failed. Mm. A caller told presenter, uh, radio presenter Ben Fordham that he'd seen three baboons. Mate! Mate! I'm dead set serious, mate! I'm at Royal Prince Alfred! I'm six floors up and I was just having a gaze out of the car park! There's three baboons in the car park! I'm dead set serious, mate! They even had shiny red asses. Yeah, well, that's uh, the defining characteristic yeah. of uh, determining what a baboon is, as opposed to there's just little mini uh, Balinese monkeys, you see. Um, but I tell you what, uh, it's tell clear me what, that he said, oh, what's your, the male said, what's your sort of plan for this uh, experiment? <laughs> and they said, well, it's called a vasectomy. Oh, yeah, what's that? Well, <laughs> yeah, what's that? Yeah. We um, just sort of uh, going to stick a, a syringe down your knob and uh, tie things up there. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, um, I think I'm out of here. And uh, I think I'm taking these ladies with me and we're going to continue <laughs> on uh, exactly what we've been doing for the last wee while and enjoy ourselves out in the, the uh, Royal Botanic Gardens for a bit. So that's uh, that's what's happened there, Beefy. You spent much time in Launceston, Rob? Uh, I spent one a day and a night. They're in the park there. There is a baboon enclosure. I didn't see a baboon enclosure in yeah, the park. Yeah, in the city park there. Baboon. They've got like 20 Japanese, whatever they call baboons. Having a great old time. This is a, this Loving is, life. This is a modern age enclosure. Modern age enclosure. It's got electric fence so they can't get out. Yeah. I think if they really wanted to. What sort of zap would give them a Well, yeah, yeah, 10,000 volts, I reckon. We'll make sure. We'll get it right up. Yeah, yeah. Vasectomy inducing yeah. zapping, Just shy of death. Just shy of death, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although we don't want to... Just enough to learn them. They're having a happy life, yeah. the baboons there, right. by the way. Or yeah. they're probably monkeys, I don't know, recessed monkeys, whatever they're called. But, the, but actually, mon- they've got red asses, so they're probably baboons. Mon- monkeys are like a sort of an overhanging group, aren't they? species of monkey. Is that not how it works? I'll look up what the uh, what the uh, what is actually... I don't know where baboons are, if they're part of one of the... No, they're not apes. They only have really? orangutan, chimpanzee, homo sapien, and um, gorillas... Right. And bonobos. Ah. They're the apes. Right. The great okay. apes. Good work. I, I don't know about... Uh, anyway, baboons. so there's a happy little colony of uh, monkeys slash baboons in Launceston. Weirdly enough. Just in the park there. Right. Crazy. Well, we're apes, BB. We're all apes, man. I'm an ape, man. I'm an ape, ape, man. Yeah, I'm an ape, man. The kinks. <laughs> so you got, an, you got a gorilla gorilla update. <laughs> a baboon. Gorilla. It's, uh, baboons are not considered to be apes. Right, okay. There's a, they're different sort of spin-off things. But however, what I can can tell you, Beefy, is that uh, while um, the, you know the, the red buttocks... Oh, yeah. The, the swollen red buttocks... 
bottom of a female baboon has long been thought to be an irresistible come-hither signal for males. Right. The female baboon's famously red bottom is a sign of sexual readiness. When the female baboons ovulate, their uh, buttocks swell, uh, making it clear to available males that they are fertile. Mm, okay. And then right below that is... Uh, headline that says big butts can lie booty delicious baboons may not be the most fertile <laughs> so i've had contradictory evidence Obviously. but uh it's a, it's a good theory to me uh, the ones in launceston are japanese macaque monkeys by the right, way so they're okay. not baboons at all even though they're uh, certainly not apes even though they've got the red ass right. and i don't know what one i missed off the apes list was uh gibbons right yeah, I was obviously, obviously we were talking uh, India cricket a little bit earlier. Mm. Now, oh, your mate, Big Trumpy, he's in India right now. Oh, yeah. I've heard this. Suchin. Yeah, yes. And he was trying to uh, go on about... He- oh, it's a brilliant tactic by Donald. Oh, he's loving life. Yeah. Do you want to hear... Uh, do I, want to- I, want, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Where your people cheer on some of the world's greatest cricket players from Suchin Tendulkar... To Virat Kohli. <laughs> I think they're Koreans, those. <laughs> Su Chin Tendulkar yeah. and Virat Kohli. Yeah, yeah. They're Koreans. They're not Indians. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Trumpy, he's desperately trying to get it's in there. great work from the um, He's just invited uh, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, to the White House mm-hmm. in respect of his win on Sunday. We'll see if he goes. But but also, not just has Tyson Fury been invited to the White House. Tyson Fury, he's just English, isn't he? He's just English, yeah. Yeah, where, where from? What part? Uh, Manchester, I think he yeah, is. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, he's up there. He's a traveller. Yeah. He is a gypsy, though. Genuine yeah. gypsy. He is a proper traveller. But now the Vatican, old Popey, wants to meet Tyson Fury. Gosh. Yeah. Is this this new progressive Pope that's, that's uh, been in for a clearly, while? Clearly. Loves, he loves, loves a bit of heavyweight boxing. Well, he's the... Yeah, I think he does. He loves the sport in general. Loves particularly loves football. I don't know if he's... It's a great film, that, actually. I think he's Argentinian. He's the new Pope. Uh, yes. Hence yeah. why he likes a bit of football, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a great film, that one. Which one? Two Popes. Right. Yeah, it's not a pedophile movie. It's, um, it's about, um, it's about... <laughs> I haven't said a word. It's about what, Rob? I stole that off Ricky Gervais. It's oh, a Ricky, there's a Ricky Gervais oh, joke. Right. Okay. It's, uh, it's played by, the old Pope is played by Anthony Hopkins. The Welsh Pope? He The old Pope, no, he's Spanish. Yeah, but Anthony Hopkins is Welsh. Uh, is he? No, <laughs> yes. he's, he's English. <laughs> Spit that out, Rob. You need to leave now. <laughs> I didn't know that. His mother anyway. used to live across the road from my junior school. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, Anthony well, Hopkins. Well, playing the Spanish Pope before the of last course, one, goes he was a very, saying. very conservative Pope, believed in all the old values. Yep. And this new Pope was more progressive. And is this based on a true story or is this just to- kind of Yeah, a- totally. And, it, and it's how they slowly over time became to become friends despite their strongly opposing views. But then ultimately... The Spanish Pope abdicated, yeah. and he wouldn't do it unless this Argentinian guy was in still. So what era is this based on true It's story? about, like, around about 2011. Well, that's John Paul II, but the, the, it was an Indian Pope. Wasn't he German in between oh, John Paul? Oh, it is Paul? a German, sorry. It's a uh, German. You're quite right. Okay. I got confused with them speaking Spanish because he's Argentinian. Right. That's what it is. He's okay. a German, yeah. All right, so the German guy who took over from John Paul II yep. and then couldn't be asked, so he gave it up, and then the Argentinian guy came is in. It, yeah, how long was he in? in Wasn't that long, really, no, was it? So, uh, no. Five years, probably, if that? I don't even yeah. know. It's pointless. Um, anyway, Tyson Fury has been invited to the White House. Then he said he wanted to give thanks to his Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, in the ring, and then mm. uh, the Pope has He's not going to go and start singing, is he? He could well go and uh, start singing. wonder if Donald Trump can sing. Maybe mm. they can do a duet. No, I don't think so. But uh, did, you, did you hear that Deontay Wilder who was unbeaten before uh, this event. Mm. What has he blamed for his loss? The referees. No, no, the, the... He, he did mention the referee, actually, but he's actually blamed his walk-on suit for the defeat. Oh. Uh, Wilder said the elaborate outfit, a massive light-up suit of armour he wore in his ring walk, weighed 40 pounds and was the main reason for his loss to Tyson Fury. The former... Undefeated champion added that he planned to trigger clause in his contract for a second rematch, which he has done today, apparently. Wilder said the outfit, worn to represent Black History Month, 
So a massive light-up suit of armour, complete with helmet and batteries. We're talking like a full-blown uh, sort it was of Knights ridiculous. of Mayhem. Yeah, kind but, of. But like with colours and lights and stuff. Yeah. Um, What's that got to do with black history? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it weighed so heavily on him that he didn't have the legs to withstand Fury's early assault in the heavyweight title fight. It didn't hurt me at all, but the simple fact is, my uniform was way too heavy for okay, me. Okay, because just don't, just the accent. That's just, what, no, that's I, what he's saying. I, I can't hear it with he's, that accent. He's from Alabama. He There's he's no way Alabama, he's that Rob. high and shrieky. <laughs> It didn't hurt me at all. But the simple fact is my uniform was way too heavy for me. It was over 20 kilos with a helmet and all the batteries. It cost me over $40,000. What an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot indeed, yeah. What's the stupidest thing I've ever heard? What, why would you need to walk into a boxing ring in a knight's costume? Did you see how Tyson Fury went in, though? What? He was on a throne right. carried by eight scantily clad women. It's turning into WWF. That's clear, clearly nothing. Uh, I've got some other Trumpy news, by the way, uh, because in Las Vegas... Uh, Trump news is great, isn't oh, it? Oh, you love a bit of Trump news. In Las Vegas on the weekend, uh, they released a load of pigeons, mm. all wearing Make America Great Again hats. MAGA hats. MAGA hats, yeah. Do you want to hear this report? Because it's uh, Pigeons quite- wearing mini MAGA hats. Yeah. I'll Are just... they strapped on with a little strap? I think they were glued on to the oh, pigeon's heads. Oh, that's not so good. <laughs> no, but have a listen to this. <laughs> These pigeons on. snack on scraps. This one struts its stuff. That red thing you see on its head is a Make America Great Again hat. And this pigeon is not the only one in town wearing one. That's stupid. I just think it's funny. An underground group <laughs> called Putin, short for Pigeons United to Interfere Now, is taking credit for releasing the flock of MAGA-capped pigeons in downtown Las Vegas. The founder says it was months in the making and done this week to protest the Democratic candidates in Las Vegas and to show loyalty to President Trump. So they're showing loyalty to oh, Trump. Gosh, um, gl- gl- can you confirm they were glued on? It does say they were glued on, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the vegans will be on so that the, one. So the Big guy time. that's leading this group called Putin, Pigeons United to Interfere Now, mm. he's called Coup Hand Luke. Good no, thing. I love it. Yeah, I like that. He said yeah. the project came at the end of months of exhaustive research, logistical hurdles, and pigeon caretaking. Added that the release date was coordinated to serve as a sign of loyalty to President Trump. I just marvel at the chain of events and, and chain of thought. Mm. Chain of thought that makes you think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some pigeons, get some mini <laughs> Donald Trump, and I'm, I'm going to glue them on their heads and just alert the media somehow. Do you want to know the other funny thing is? They got one pigeon that uh, they glued an orange hairpiece to its head to look like Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. Oh, my word. Brilliant, isn't it? There's so many times in that process they could have turned back and said... <laughs> We're, yes. we're not going to do this. Yeah, <laughs> we're just not going to do this. So uh, anyway, it's uh, but that's the gosh, that's what's happening in Vegas today wow. or on the weekend. Well, it wasn't me. Uh, here's one for you, Rob. Students assist with super flush. Super flush. Okay. At Texas Rangers' new baseball stadium, uh, the Texas Rangers enlisted the help of about 300 local school kids Tuesday to break in the new Globe Life Field. With a super flush event. Do you know what that means, Rob? Super Basically, flush. you get to flush every toilet in the stadium at once. What? In what way is that supposed well, to be enthralling? Construction crews and about 300 students from the Arlington Independent School District conducted the super flush at 10.30 a.m. Tuesday, flushing hundreds of toilets at the 1.8 million square foot facility to make sure the plumbing could handle the strain of a full stadium. Right. Officials said the event was successful and the stadium is now 94% complete. So basically, that to- is that is the worst. Is that, so that was a prize to take part in a super flash. <laughs> I don't know if it was a prize. It probably was to Texans, but but it can be invited as like a as like a. It's a day out. It's an experience. Rob. It's a day out for them. That to is see the, the new most, stadium. That is the most shit thing I can think of. No <laughs> pun intended. No pun intended. To possibly get involved in a synchronized toilet flushing. Synchronized toilet flushing. When is that ever in the in the it's the smallest seventh inning stretch. Everyone goes to the toilet, and if the plumbing can't cope with everyone going at the same time, you've got to start again. So they're going to abandon, take me out to the ball game. Now everyone's going to do a synchronized well, toilet flush. Perhaps six inning. Well, I hope stretch. they film it and um, they, broadcast. They, it. I reckon they did these. They Jesus. filmed live the super flush. And that was it in the news. That's in the Flushing news. Flushing toilets is in <laughs> international news. 
Yeah. Hey, you know where I pick this stuff up from? Donald Trump hats, flushing toilets. Uh, here, here's one for you. Footballer in France suspended for five years for biting opponent's penis. Haven't we covered this already? No, this is a new one. This is a, it's happened again. This is a this, new one. Oh, it was a scrotum biting last uh, time. I think it might have been. Okay. Uh, and I'm at the footballer. Oh, this, is, this isn't good. Well, this is the strange thing. This wasn't even in the game. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, an amateur footballer in France has been suspended for five years after biting the penis of an opponent during an altercation after a match. The attack occurred after the one-all draw between, between Turville and Sautrich in northeast France with, in France, with the victim requiring ten stitches. A player from either side started a fight in the car park, and when a second member of the Turville squad stepped in to break things up, the Sautrich player bit the peacemaker. The victim was also suspended for six months for his role in the fight. Six months? He got bit? That's a life ban immediately. Well, uh, the events took place after the match in the stadium car park. There was an altercation and escalation and things got worse. It's quite rare to have sanctions of several years, but they're less than 10 per... There are less than 10 per year? What? The case was a bit saucy, but there must have been some nasty tension, so the smiles on the disciplinary committee quickly faded. To make matters worse for Turville, the draw would have handed them the first points of the season, but a failure to meet safety obligations and to act appropriately when the fight broke out resulted in a penalty of two points and a €200 Euro fine. There you the go. only thing I will say is, like, to actually be successful in the, the physical act of going down to, to make the bite, how does someone hold still long enough for you to actually get there? Mm. I mean, you've got time to react. You have to have not seen it coming. I mean, he, he's got to <laughs> drop down and then go in, and I assume he would have been clothed, so he doesn't know exactly where to hit. I don't think it was a naked just, fight in guessing. the car park somewhere, yeah. No. So mm. I don't, and if, you, and if he's wearing jeans or something, there's a bit of protection Most there. Most footballers would, especially in amateurs. So it's, it's, in some ways, it's a, quite a remarkable physical feat to, uh, to hit the mark mm. as such. Very strange. Not in no way to be commended. That's no, what I'm definitely saying. not. Uh, but got, but uh, it's uh, it's I mean, surprising that this is actually has happened. Five year ban. Five years. Oh, ago, five years he got. You said six yeah. months before. No, that was the guy that got bit. Oh, okay. Imagine getting bit on the on the knob. Yeah. And getting banned for six months because you got bit. He must have done something earlier. He was involved in the fight scene. That's yeah. what they're saying. Just because he's involved. Just because he's involved. Rough. Very rough. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Mm, okay, that was the debut of the vegan news. You need it a bit louder. Turn so, it up. Well, mate, I, you know. Jeez. It's the first time I heard that. It's it's not quite what I was expecting. Well, tough. <laughs> yeah, it was, tough. It was a pain in the ass to make, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And actually, I, I can do a bit. Like I can do a bit. We'll, we'll tie that up. It, but that was the debut. What's, what's, you know, my engineering skills are not great right. at the moment. Can they you need, make badging? No. Okay. The whole point is I learn. He can show you. No. Anyway, uh, vegan news for this week, Rob. Now there's a, it's got its own sting. It's part of the show. It's been part of the show. You did. I just took time. that from Eve. Yeah, e- I know. E- no, yeah. yeah. Vegans let your hair hang down. I don't understand it. It means chill out. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, nah. All we hear is vegan blah blah. I thought you would have gone the Queen theme. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, butcher sells meaty carrots. I don't like that idea. Car- oh, yeah. but- butcher sells what? Meaty carrots made with pork infused with vegans. Meaty carrots. Right. A butcher has found himself in the midst of a war. A war, Rob, with vegans after creating a meaty carrot in a cheeky retaliation against vegan food. A butcher's unique take on carrots has surprisingly been a huge hit with customers, but not vegans. (laughs) Tom Samways from Wales Mm. became the target of angry vegans after recreated the root vegetable using minced pork to help give it the full effect. Samways finished his creation off with an orange glaze for colour and parsley for leaves. His unusual take on the orange vegetable started as a cheeky way to retaliate against plant-based food that's named after meat. However, customers loved his bizarre vegetable, selling over 300 of them in just one day. Samways admitted it was just a gimmick and started out as a bit of a joke, but customers have been loving them. Oh, 
They've gone down well and will be making more. The idea came from the fact that a lot of vegan food is named after meat products like vegan sausages and vegan chicken. I just thought, well, let's make a meat version of vegan food. But poking fun at vegan offerings that are made to replicate meat has meant Tom has faced some serious backlash from the meat-free community. We've had a lot of backlash over it, including some not very nice comments, but at the end of the day, it's just a joke. I don't know if veganism is a fad or not, but I haven't noticed a drop in sales. At first, I was a bit concerned, especially during Veganuary, but if anything, I've seen an increase in sales. We're definitely up every month. He attributed to the surge of customers becoming a lot more aware of where their food comes from. A lot of customers come in wanting high-class meat from Welsh farms. They don't want to get it from supermarkets anymore. They want high-class meat from Welsh farms, Rob. Well, he's doing a bit of a Heston Blumenthal thing. Is he? Where he makes desserts look like um, entrees and, and mains look like desserts. Apparently, the vegan activists... Uh, ransacked the butcher's Facebook page and his Twitter account. and As a result of him making meaty carrots. Yeah, and uh, basically Facebook and Twitter shut down his social media accounts because of these people writing very aggressively rude messages on his social media. So they shut down his account? Yeah. Rather was, than shut down the people who were... It was inciting were... hate, Rob. Hate crimes against vegetables. No. That's wrong. Yeah. that's they, they got it around the wrong way. Mm, I know. They, they should just leave him alone. They didn't. They were attacking him personally for making meaty carrots. Have you got nothing better to do than just go well, go and attack people on social media? You, well, it's the because vegan, someone's making meaty carrots. It's a vegan uprising, Rob. It's a vegan uprising. Just people just going to do what they're going to do. Just leave it alone. <laughs> like, who cares? I mean, that's as stupid as when the, the lady complained about... In Perth, that lady complained about oh, the smell of the, the barbecue. smell of the barbecue because she was a vegan. So they, they then organised a, a street party barbecue outside <laughs> her house or something with two thousand barbecues. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, there you go. So only in Wales. Well, Good stuff. Great. Yeah, yeah. You got them um, all covered. Is Anthony Hopkins going? He, he will be there. Yeah. Um, do you remember Mad Mike Hughes? He's a flat earther, Rob. Remember he made his own rocket to yeah. to fire himself to see, up yeah, to yeah. see if the Earth was and flat. The, the rocket didn't work, or what was the uh, bad weather? It got postponed. Okay. Anyway, because are the, are the authorities trying to stop him from launching into space in a rocket? Rocket? Uh, no. They're, they're willing to let him just try it out for himself. Do you want to hear the story? Flat Earth community undeterred by death of Mad Mike Hughes. The death of Mad Mike Hughes has brought attention to the danger of promoting pseudosciences, but flat earthers stand by their mission. 64-year-old Mad Mike Hughes, the self-taught rocket scientist and self-avowed flat earth conspiracy theorist, died on Saturday morning during an attempt to launch a homemade rocket outside his home in Bearstow, California. (laughs) He was killed when the rocket he was attached to crashed into the desert floor. Hughes is a member of the Flat Earth community, a subculture consisting of people who, despite all scientific evidence pointing squarely to the contrary, believe that the Earth is not round but flat. In numerous interviews, he had stated that the goal of his rocket launches was to prove that the planet was not spherical, but Mm frisbee-shaped. He was attempting to reach an altitude of 5,000 feet, which is 1,500 metres approximately. He rode his rocket into the sky, but something went wrong. That's sort of Boeing 7-4s, that's sort of a jet plane height, isn't it? 5,000 feet? How high do they fly? 40,000 feet. Okay. Well, the 5,000 is not that. Uh, Not very high at all. 1,500 metres. He rode his rocket into the sky, but something went wrong. And as he rocketed into the air on top of a column of steam, a green parachute seemed to rip off from the rocket. Ah. This wasn't Hughes' first rodeo, as the self-taught engineer had made two other attempts, the latest of which was supposed to launch in August, but was grounded by bad weather. Before that, the rocketeer had had a successful, albeit bumpy, launch in 2018, when his homemade rocket reached 1,875 feet. However, Hughes had to deploy two parachutes to save himself from again smashing into the desert floor. Mm-hmm. Even so, he plummeted back to Earth at 350 miles an hour, and he got out of that one with just a sore back. Now, 350 <laughs> miles an hour? Yes. Bollocks. That's what it says here. You're, you're dead. You can't you, survive 350 miles. Well, he miles. did. Now, would Flat Earth That's believer... 500 kilometers an hour. <laughs> it is, 563, Rob. You're on the money. Would Flat Earth believer Hughes have been able to see our planet's sphere at 5,000 feet? 
Nope. <laughs> and he knew that, saying he would only need to soar past the so-called Kármán line, where the sky ends and space begins, or roughly 100 kilometres above Earth. Was he trying to prove the Kármán line didn't exist too? Ah, uh, who knows. To see the curvature with his own eyes. On social media, many outside the community poke fun at Hughes' death referring to him as a Darwin Award nominee and joking that his death was in itself proof of the effect of gravity. Others were more somber, stating that his passing was proof of the dangers of believing wholeheartedly in dangerous anti-scientific beliefs. Neither reactions, however, were present within the flat earth community itself, far from prompting people to re-examine their own beliefs. If anything, Hughes' death cemented their commitment to chasing what they believed to be the truth at any cost. What? What was he thinking on the way down? (laughs) Oh, yes. I mean, but surely if he survived a 350 <laughs> mile an hour crash, that, you think that's an it. I reckon that's a misprint. I guess 35. Uh, put a zero on the end. You mm. don't, if you're moving anywhere at 560 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and you crash. And you crash into a hard service. It's game over, man. No, I think so. I agree with you. There's something wrong there. I'll look into that. Well, maybe you had some landing balloon blow up. Well, uh, it's two parachutes. Yeah, but so, Sylvia, two parachutes would be going slower than that. Madness, isn't it? Madness. That's why I reckon maybe it's 35. And I think you might be right. What an idiot. Mm. That's one of the stupidest deaths in history. It's up there. It has, it has be, it's, <laughs> it's up there. Right up there. This yeah. rocket is but, but, uh, steam-powered. But to already have the crash landing yeah, and, and it, then still stick with it. Yeah. What's he trying because to... even last time, it got postponed from bad weather, but there was hundreds and hundreds of people, including NASA, was telling him, don't do it, you're going to die. <laughs> And he, no, 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 I'm going to do it. It's all right. <laughs> I reckon he got... He probably got up there, yeah. saw that he was wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, thought, oh, I don't, think I, I don't think I'll bother facing the music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Mad, R- Mad Mike Hughes. R.I.P. to uh, Mad Mike. <laughs> so he's up there looking down on us. Oh, no. What a silly, silly... Serious, and that's another one. There's so many times he could have looked, it's gonna could have stopped. <laughs> he just he could, could have, have stopped. <laughs> All to prove something that's been proved a million times before, or disprove something. Anyway, anyway. well, look, the only thing I will say is that in the spirit of ingenuity and and one wanting to go and uh, break down uh, walls and uh, ironically go beyond the horizons that have been set for him. It's it's commendable. <laughs> however, 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 the the I'm talking about the attitude. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. However, the actual case execution or his purpose is severely flawed. Yeah, horrendously so. In a whole number of ways as well. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Anyway, here we go. Uh, we're bringing it on home, Rob. We're nearly done. Unbelievable. We've flown by tonight. Yeah, we've got some more tunes, have you? We've got to, we've got to play a couple of tunes, and then uh, Worst Song in the World's coming up. Okay. Which has been stolen today by those people at some betting agency that claim they're unique. What? Did they actually tag you in this, or you wrote on it? We got tagged into this because people are saying they're stealing your material. Oh, again. Right. Yeah. It's Triple M all over again, Rob. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of all because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! I've just got to, there's some other vegan news as well. This is very relevant for Australians. Four and 20 pies, March 2020, meat-free pie plant-based coming out. They've already got veggie pies. Yeah, but this is a meat pie that's plant-based mince. See? So it's an actual vegan pie. Uh, but no, nah, they won't be able to have it ever because it'll have pastry. Yeah, unless they What's do. What's the it. point in that then? I got, well, I mean, it's arguable how much meat they got in pies anyway. Very arguable. Yeah. I've seen the bags of meat that come in, man. Pretty rank. Oh, it's horrendous. Um, so yeah, be aware. March twenty twenty four and twenty got a plant based meat free pie, mm-hmm. not pasty pie. Yeah. Uh, we're going athletics, Rob, for worst song in the world. Athletics. Athletics. And uh, someone, someone stole it. Someone this has already been. No, this is a single. No, no, but I mean, is this already out there oh. amongst the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't exactly know when it was released, um, but this is an athlete. Like from, a track and field? Track and field athlete from Jamaica that decided... So it's a reggae tune. She wasn't going to be that good at athletics. She didn't quite make it. Mm. Turned to 
music. Okay. Uh, uh, she came fifth in the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne 2006. Been to two Olympics, represented Jamaica, never got to an Olympic final. Uh, what else is there? 400 meter hurdler she was. Ran a few uh, 400 flats in the Jamaican team, but uh, yeah, not too much else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, best time of 54.47, which is pretty quick for a hurdler, but she never recreated that in championship events. There we go. She's called Siobhan Stoddart, and this is... How angry am I going to be after this? Mm, vaguely. Anyway, this is called Go. As long as it's not her just saying, I'm, I'm great. Oh, no, it's a single. Yeah, but is it her just saying, I'm great? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, the best? She right. wants to be a musician, Rob. All right. Garish Band. Gist to that. I think I got the gist. Well, I mean, all straight up, I mean, I despise the whole genre of that sort of crap anyway. Yeah. So that's, I mean, Rihanna like, slash Shakira. But, uh, oh, look, to me, it sounds the same as most of that crap. Um, What's with this, buddy? What's with the buddy it's siren a, it's things? The, it's the hooter signaling the start or the or start of the uh, end of the game. Um, Great race has started. Beefy. I'm going to draw your attention to one lyric I just heard. I'm fast like the bolt, all eyes on me. Mm. She never did anything. Nah. Can't bring Usain into this, nah. even though he's Jamaican. She's Jamaican. Mm. Maybe she, she should have said, like, a bolt. Yeah. Mug it away with bolt. it then, not the bolt. Yeah. Anyway, so Siobhan... But, um, uh, oh, look, if she's that's what she's going to do now, go go for it. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Go for it. That's it. And, and enjoy yourself and your pursuits. I mean, at least she's not really encroaching upon, like, sports sort of entities yeah clubs okay. yeah, yeah stadiums she might be she might be people. do the official Jamaican athletics oh, look, it's a, team it's the sort of crap that you might hear at a uh, stadium and, and that you might hear in um, Jamaica Jamaica I would say actually. yeah of all places that's the drum I saw Dave Grohl in an interview and he said every single pop song has this drum beat now they all do it Bollywood they love it they love that beat they do it they smash it. Anyway, Siobhan Stoddart, former Jamaican 400 okay, is that meter finished now? It's it, done, yeah. done and dusted. Yeah, you, could have, you could have wound that down. I did that. wind it down. That's why yeah, we talked over you, it, because you, it was fairly average all the well, way we through. We didn't even talk over it. Yeah. We could have just got oh, in silence. We, we, we give her the benefit of the doubt for the first 90 seconds, Rob. We've I, always done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have a bit of listen. Lewis Hamilton or um, Serena Williams. He's a lovely guy, Lewis Hamilton. Is he? Yeah. I met him once. Um, did you see this? NHL, ice hockey. Zamboni driver David Ayres makes his NHL makes NHL history with cinematic win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Bit of a story here. Cinematic win. Cinematic, yeah. Imagine that 20 years ago you were a fair baseball player. Now, while at a major league game, all 10 pitchers on one team get injured. And you're summoned from the stands... <laughs> Because nobody, there is nobody else. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. Just wait, just wait. And then you end up winning. This is a baseball metaphor for ice hockey. It's almost Disney-esque, but in this case, 
It's not a fairy tale. In the NHL, the home team must provide an emergency goaltender for the use of either team, but they rever- they rarely ever get needed. David Ayres was lounging in a room used by media at the rink when both Carolina Hurricanes goalkeepers got hurt. He is 42 and had a kidney transplant 15 years ago. Saturday night, he played in goal for Carolina, and they beat the Maple Leafs at Scotiabank Arena. He received cheers usually reserved for millionaires and lived childhood dreams. Ayers played half the game and made eight saves. In doing so, he became the first emergency goaltender in league history to be credited with a victory and the oldest to make his debut. At the finish, he was mobbed by his Hurricane teammates. One day, you drive a Zamboni. The next, you're talk of a sporting world. Alex Ovechkin scored his 700th goal. That's nice. But did you hear about David Ayers? The Hockey Hall of Fame called on Sunday and asked for his goalie stick. The governor of North Carolina wants to make him an honorary citizen. The Carolina Hurricanes began selling shirts with his name on the back and invited him to their game in Rally on Tuesday. That's this... one of the best stories I've ever heard, I reckon. The only yeah. thing I was just slightly was not concentrating at the start. Yeah. How is it that he came to actually okay. be... So- so in a in an ice hockey game, both mm-hmm. teams have two goalkeepers on yep. their roster. Okay, yep. now the home team must put a third goalkeeper to make available just in case two goalkeepers on the same team get injured. Yeah, right. So in this case, Carolina, both goalkeepers got injured. Yeah, the guy sitting out the back, yep. just in the stadium. How do they know he's even going to be there? Though? They have to provide a emergency goalkeeper so the away team could get both goalkeepers injured he has to play oh right this is a rule in the nhl and this guy's sitting around drinking cokes yeah and all of a sudden two goalkeepers get injured within the first period and halfway through the second period so he has to go and get kitted up and he's straight in brilliant so it could just be any old chump because it's always assumed that well he's not gonna need him yeah not gonna have two injured goalkeepers exactly right that's exactly right so it's almost like a super rover in the world cup final uh, almost, but even yeah. rarer than that, because I was trying to look Wait, at what? the stats. Uh, it's pretty rare <laughs> to have a super over in the final of the World Cup. No, this is, it's even rarer than that, because I think the last time an emergency goalkeeper actually played was like mm. 2011. Jesus. Incredible. So Eight the, saves. He would, imagine that. That's the, Funnily enough, Dave Grohl pops up again. His right. fantasy of all time, as a young lad, was that he'd be in the crowd at his favourite band's rock concert, oh, yeah. and he'd be standing there, and all of a sudden there's an announcement, Hey, we're sorry, but the drummer is injured. He can't play the show. Does anyone here know how to play all the songs? And he'd, be, he'd go, I do. And he'd go on stage and just kick ass. So that's the story. So he got called out to the crowd, effectively, uh, onto the bench. Goalkeeper is in. And, he's won the, and he won the game. Unbelievable. Disney have bought the rights already, apparently. Yeah, brilliant. They must have. Must have bought the rights. But so yeah, so show... it's actually happened. I wonder how they'll script that. So I wonder what the whole backstory is of how it was oh, almost yeah. good and how it well, failed kidney, and everything. Kidney transplant 15 years ago yeah, as yeah, well. Kidney transplant. Jonah Lomu. Jonah Lomu, yeah. But uh, that's, that's a brilliant story. I love that. Unbelievable. And it was on the same day, our man Alex Ovechkin, he, uh, he's got his 700th goal. But yeah, nobody Some cares. ludicrous stories in there, Beefy, today. Crazy. Absolutely. The brilliant. things that are happening in the world. You Great stuff. I mean, I'd like to say you wouldn't read about it, but you read about it. And I've brought them to the world again as normal. Um, what a um, show we've had today, Rob. We've actually talked sport all show, apart from pigeons. Nah, there's a fair bit of And Mad Mike dying. And, um, well, loosely sport-related. Loosely sport-related, as normal. Mm. Nothing new with that. Uh, what you got coming up this weekend? Anything exciting? Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm recording. Recording what? Your own album? Yeah. You got that far already? Well, no, I'm not recording. Actually, I'm, I'm still making it. I'm right. making the songs. The songs. Yeah, that's uh, it. It'll be out either end of the year or start nice. of next year. Have you got? A, are you just going Rob Bryce? Don't know yet. Make how, a name for yourself, Daz Panther style. You're not probably not like Daz Panther, <laughs> but I do like Daz Rob Panther. Rob Cougar. He's very hit or miss, Daz Panther. <laughs> he is a little bit. I, check I, out I love Daz some Panther. stuff, some other stuff. Give Daz Panther a follow. <laughs> uh, talking about follows, uh, check good out booze in there. 365 days sports. Hooray, hooray today is the best Daz Panther song. Is it? Hooray yeah. today. We'll find that. Yeah, eventually. it's a ripper. In fact, you should play it on the show sometime. Oh, we will. It's Don't worry about that. Uh, I'm going to the Superbikes down at Philip Island on Saturday. Gosh, has that come round already? Superbikes has, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, good stuff. I love a love a bit of that. Uh, but apart from that, yeah. just licking my wounds. The bruised and battered bicyclist. Yeah. 
So uh, that's going to be fun. But uh, got to thank Jack Links, the best beef jerky on the planet. If you're hungry, go and buy some beef jerky. It's the food of astronauts, mm-hmm. Rob and Mad Mike Hughes. He had some Jack Links beef jerky in his steam-powered rocket when he tried to prove the Earth was flat. Didn't help him much, unfortunately. Didn't help him much. Yeah, but even beef jerky can't save you from falling out of a rocket from the sky. Yeah, that's very true. That is steam very, rocket. very true. Now, uh, got news. There is no show next week. We are preparing for the big 150, Rob. So mm. we're having a week off. Yeah. And we're preparing. Intensely preparing. Intensely Focused. preparing. It's going to be lots of fun stuff happening in right. uh, show 150 in a two weeks' time. How's it come about so quick? It's unbelievable. Gosh. Toddy will be back, no doubt. No doubt. Get a, better get a hold of her and make sure yeah. <laughs> she's uh, well, she's ready to rock. I might chase up Billy the Trumpeter as well. Yeah, we might get some proper special guests happening that week. We'll Daz see. Panther. <laughs> oh! oh! That would be great. Daz Panther could well join us. Uh, that would be good. <laughs> anyway, this has been the greatest sports radio show on the planet, episode 149! We'll see you in a fortnight. <laughs>